And now we continue reflecting on 2022 and the new year ahead with the analysis of Brooks and Capehart. That's New York Times columnist David Brooks and Jonathan Capehart, associate editor for The Washington Post. Hello to both of you on this Friday night, last Friday night of the year, December the 30th. It's very good to see you. Jonathan joining us from Italy. Uh, we admire the fireplace behind you. Uh, Jonathan, a lot to look back on, which is what I want to ask both of you to do. We've heard some from some of our viewers just now. But if you look back on 2022, Jonathan, um, what are you thinking about positively? What are you thinking about otherwise? And I have to say the news is happening right up until today. Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader in the House, agreeing to do whatever he needed to do to secure the speakership. Well, of all the big things that happened in 2022, the two big things for me were the January 6th hearings over the summer. Um, they were, as I've said many times uh, on Friday night, they were really important for history. But I think after now going through nine hearings, plus the, the, the final report, what we've seen or what I've seen is these hearings were a slow burn. Um, they captured the, the imagination of the American people, the interests of the American people by the way they were handled. But then, and this leads to the second thing that I, a uh, big story for me for 2022, is the, the results of the midterm elections. And I think that those hearings demonstrating to the American people just what was done by the former president of the United States and people who supported him to try to subvert a free and fair election drove a lot of people, not just Democrats, but we saw lots of Republicans joining independents and Democrats pushing back against extremism within the Republican Party and rejecting uh, big lie pushers, um, the folks who were constantly saying that the 2020 election were was stolen, and supporters, people who were supported by uh, former President Donald Trump. Those people who went out to vote in the midterm election saved our democracy in this last election. And I think that that is, for me, the biggest story and the biggest result out of 2022. There's so much to look back on. What are you yeah. taking First, okay. I've got fireplace envy. That's the best fireplace <laughs> I've ever. <laughs> I knew Jonathan was going to Italy. I didn't know he was staying with the Medici's. <laughs> uh, you know, I look back um, on, it's a bad year for authoritarians. And so Russia invaded Ukraine, but the freedom-loving people of Ukraine fought back. Russia was revealed as not only malevolent, but incompetent, and a regime that's really rotting from the inside. Things didn't go so well for Xi in China. They've, their COVID policies have been shambolic or worse. And so it reminds you of the tendencies that authoritarian regimes, as they age, they get more rigid and more corrupt. And it reminds us that our system, for all its many flaws, is adaptable. It takes it full advantage of the talent of its people. And it was not only bad for authoritarians abroad, but here, as Jonathan said, yeah. to me, it was the January 6th leading up to those midterm results, which really, to me, not a 100% proof wall against Donald Trump reentering the White House. But I do think, at least at the moment, there's an anti-Trump majority that uh, wants to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. Jonathan, anything else positive you want to say about, <laughs> about 2022 before we move to the com next year? Uh, I'm looking forward to look, looking to the next year. The, the big thing was the 2022 midterm elections for me. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's pick it up. I mean, uh, it, okay. what about the year ahead? It's just two days from now. What, what are you looking for? What, what gives you hope right now? Well, I don't know so much about hope, but what I'm looking for is the big vote that's going to happen on Tuesday. 
on January 3rd, the vote for the next speaker. And a lot hinges on how that vote goes. If Kevin McCarthy, now House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, actually gets the 218 votes to secure the speaker's gavel, how many compromises and concessions has he made to the Freedom Caucus, to Marjorie Taylor Greene, to others, to the other never Kevins, in order to get those votes? Will he be a weak speaker? And then that gets to my biggest fear, and that is that this incoming Republican majority is even more extreme than the Republican majority in 2011 that played games with the debt ceiling. You can't play games with the debt ceiling, not in 2011, and you certainly shouldn't be doing it in 2022. But that's what I'm afraid is going to happen with this incoming Republican majority in the House. And that is that is the big thing I'm watching, because if the, the United States does not pay its bills and pay its bills on time and the full faith and credit of the United States is destroyed, well, we catch hell in the United States but the global financial system could collapse as well. And no one wants to see that. What are your worries as you look ahead? Yeah, I'm, I'm always irrationally optimistic, as you may remember. So, you know, I'm looking forward, I hope, to a year when Ukraine wins this war. I don't know if they'll get 100% of what they want, but I do think they're heading in that trajectory, and that would just be a massive uh, defining moment for our decade. I'm hopeful that we're in a moment where the economy will remain strong and inflation does seem to be coming down. And so that'll be a great burden off a lot of people. I'm hoping whatever happens in the Republican run-up to the primaries, that um, a lot of candidates uh, step forward and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see the waning of, of uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and so those are the things I'm hopeful about for the year. There's one thing I'm certain about for the year, which is um, that your journalism is going to be um, more exciting and better than ever. <laughs> that there's a, we have this phase in life, and, and here I'm hijacking the segment from you for a few it minutes. Sounds like it. it sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, people step down from a job, but they've got many years of vitality and vital service ahead of them. And we don't have a name for that phase of life. So I'm calling it the prime of life. <laughs> and you're entering the prime of life. And I know the, the journalism you're going to do in the coming years is just going to be so rewarding to, for you and rewarding for us. And it is on a moment, you know, your final day as a full-time anchor here to reflect on, with gratitude on the gifts you've given me to Jonathan, I think everybody in this building. And you've set a tone, a culture, and a set of values. And it's just easy to be better when you're around you. And that involves the values of dedication, hard work. You're the hardest working person I know in journalism, um, a spirit of kindness, a spirit of generosity, uh, and a spirit of humility. There's, ego's not allowed here, and that radiates from you. And, and just finally, you've done it in a difficult moment in journalism when we've had to be fair to everybody, be neutral and objective, but at the same time not be morally neutered, not, not react when moral outrages and cruelties happen. And it's been hard to walk that line, but I th I've admired the way you've done that uh, mm. over the last, and I, I think Jonathan, that to, touches my to heart, David. <laughs> yes, Over you know, I, I'm, relati I'm relatively new to the table, even though I've been um, around the table uh, for two years. Um, but Judy, you know, you've welcomed me with open arms. Um, you are, and so therefore I don't have all the, the personal history and story that David does with you, but you are such an avatar for the profession. You're someone who 
is you're inscrutable. There's no one anywhere in the country or the world who watches you who can tell what your views are. And let me tell you, folks who are watching, when I'm sitting at the table and I'm looking at Judy and I'm giving my opinion, she gives me this flat look where I'm thinking, <laughs> does she think I'm an she thinks I'm an idiot? Or I don't know what she's thinking. Never. But that is, but that is the quintessent that's quintessentially you, Judy. But I want people to understand that folks who I'm on the opinion side, David is on the opinion side. Our job is to tell you what we think. Judy's on the news side. Her job is to tell you what is happening and why it's happening in the context of history and context of the moment. Her job is not to tell you what she thinks. And so if you don't think for real that news side journalists don't take that job seriously, then just look at Judy Woodruff and her work not just at PBS, but when she was at CNN and, and, and other places. And I'm really looking forward to your reporting over the next couple of years, Judy, about what's happening in the country and what people are really thinking. And I can't think of anyone better for people to talk to and really talk to and share what they're thinking about this country than you. So, Judy. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. We don't, we don't have a glass. We're going to. What <laughs> I'm wondering is, why didn't I ask you all about this a long time ago? I, I, I could have been hearing this for years. Instead, I've waited until my last to, night yeah. as the anchor. Yeah. I, I just have to say what a joy it is to sit across a table or across continents and oceans from the two of you. I mean, we, we read your columns. We know generally what you're thinking. But to have you here, to have the benefit of your thought process, your humanity, as you think about, as you share with us your ideas and what you feel strongly about and what matters to you, our audience just has, has so, is so taken by that. And we know that by the enormous response. If I could share just one minute, just some personal reminiscences. When uh -oh. I think of just scenes that we've shared together, first sitting in this room and you come over to where Jonathan and I are sitting and you've got a list of questions. <laughs> you've been doing this a fair bit, but you, you are, always so prepared with the questions. Second, I think of um, just somehow a scene in, in what leaps to my mind. It was after in one of the conventions we covered, maybe it was Gwen's last convention, yeah. and you guys high-fiving after a four-hour broadcast. Um, that, just the camaraderie between the two of you was fun. I can't not remember the time you sang at my bachelor party. <laughs> uh, people don't know this, but uh, Ruth Marcus and Judy and two other friends right. sang That's at right. my bachelor party, which just shows how raucous a bachelor party it was. Uh, and now know. we know why I don't sing for a living. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's very <laughs> witty. so much fun. Um, and then the final thing that leaps to mind is in the makeup room after the show, there's often a suitcase there. And it's your suitcase. <laughs> and you're off to host an awards show for young journalists or oh. something in honor of journalists who are under fire and under threat. You're flying off somewhere to do something. And that's part of the wider service. And so those are some of the memories that I, that well, I have. Well, that's just incredibly over the top. I'm just so grateful to the two of you. I mean, I barely know what to say. I'm you don't completely have to say embarrassed and humbled <laughs> by this for the audience to have to listen. Uh, to this, but I, I have to come back and, and, and say to both of you, again, what a, what a treasure I consider it to be able to work with you. I think back to the people who've been fortunate to sit at this desk, 
Jim Lehrer here in Washington, of course, Gwen, uh, whom both of you knew so well, uh, and, and the amazing human being she was, and, and we've lost her. So there's a lot of memories here tonight, but I also think about the fantastic future of this program with our new co-anchors, Amna Nawaz, Jeff Bennett. They're going to be here. The same team yeah. of correspondents is going to be here. Um, and so the news hour will go on. I'm yeah. stepping away to do something different for the next few years. Very excited about reporting uh, on, on the American people. And as you said, Jonathan, uh, what their hopes, dreams, aspirations are and how they think we can heal some of our, some of our divisions. But um, I leave, uh, as, as I'll say in a minute, uh, with an even longer speech, um, how much uh, my heart is full tonight. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a treasure for me, what a gift for me to be able to work with both of you. Yeah. Thanks a million, Judy. David Brooks. Thanks, Judy. Jonathan Capehart. Thank you.